Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. Happy New Year, by the way. This is our first episode of the year, which is really exciting. It's also our wrap-up of 2022 at the same time, so this is a big episode. Um, it's one of my favorite favorites to film all year round because it's our annual Best of Dance Music recap. This year, we're doing things a little bit differently because I think this is going on year three or four of this episode, but I wanted to bring on a special guest who has very in-depth knowledge of music um, and is going to add a lot to today's conversation. So we have multiple opinions happening. Um, Alex Amaro is a dance music journalist who has worked with publications like Gray Area, Festival Insider, Insomniac, Magnetic Mag many, many more. Um, he's also a house music artist and an amazing father from the Bay Area. So Thank please, you. of course, please join me in welcoming Alex tomorrow to the podcast. You made me feel so special with that intro. Thank you. <laughs> As you should. Thank you for joining me. I know you had a lot of homework to do for this episode, but I'm excited to have you on. It's all good. This is my favorite kind of thing. I, I could do this for hours and I know we don't have hours yeah. to do this. So I know I was like, we're going to pack a lot of information. You guys, we're going to be throwing a lot of um, music recommendations at you today. So like break out your notepad on your phone, everything, jot down some notes as we throw some recommendations at you. But, uh, I know you're going to have an honest opinion and hot takes, which is why I appreciate <laughs> you. So I'm excited. And just because we're both house music fans, guys, we are going to still talk about all of the genres. Okay. So we're only a little bit biased. <laughs> yes. Just a slight, just a little tiny bit. There's some we'll other stuff everything. on there. Kind of. There is. There were some big moments in dance music this year for sure. And yeah. I did want to, before we like dive into our categories and I'm going to break it down for you guys, how we're going to do this episode in general, I know a lot happened this year, but if you could sum up your feelings about dance music this year, how, how did you feel about everything that came out? I think in music, in terms of music, it was mm -hmm. a fantastic year. A lot of artists came out swinging. A lot of new artists came came out. A lot of artists I've been watching for the last few years that were just starting to break through really like like hit that like like hit that that peak. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of like older artists who've been around for a long time that like came back with like new stuff that was really interesting. All mm -hmm. in all, in terms of music, I think it was a great year. In terms of like some other stuff, I think it was kind of a dumpster fire, but. Yeah, that's, that's I would agree with you it, on that. That's how it goes. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like social media and like the mm -hmm. social side of, of dance music, we're feeling a little bit fractured. Yeah, um, high highs and low lows. Yes, very year. high highs and very low lows. Festivals were fantastic, mm -hmm. like 75% of the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, all in all, I'd say in terms of being like the first year back, full year back since the pandemic. Right. Um, I think it was a good way to get back into things, but I, I'm highly looking forward to 2023. I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's interesting. I did the episode before this was, um, a recap of all the news that happened this yeah. year. And it is interesting to go back because we started January 22 with still like really big festival cancellations yeah. and vaccine mandates, like just getting lifted on festivals like Coachella. So it's kind of like insane to think that that's how we started our year off. And then everything that came after it. And we got to do a couple festivals together, which was yeah. awesome. So no, we did. We came a long way. There was a lot that happened this year. There for was, sure. there really was. <laughs> um, it was fun though. I mean, I got to do a lot of things this year that, you know, went to go, got to go back to Miami, did ARC yes. again, which mm -hmm. was, they were both fantastic. 
Um, so there's a lot to look forward to in 2023. I'm hoping it's going to be an even better year. Yeah. And how are you feeling about your own music too, before we dive into things? Fantastic. Um, I have a bunch of stuff coming out next year. I have hopefully some big remixes dropping that I'm waiting to hear back on. I am making the best music ever that I've ever made in my life. And I'm super excited. I'm super excited to start getting some visibility from some bigger artists too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and in talking to friends and and the industry, everything is just going well. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'd say the the number one artist to look out for in 2023 is, is Alex Amaro. Fuck yes. Oh my God. Hell yeah. No, I was going to say, we're going to have, we're seeing big things coming. I know you're playing a bunch of shows and things like that. So yeah, this was definitely a a pivotal year. And I'm glad you said too that, because I agree with you that a couple artists who were like coming up this year or had big years last year, like this really pushed them over the edge. I have a couple of those types of people on my list. So I'm excited to to dive into it, but this is kind of how the episode is going to be broken down. So I'm keeping it similar to what I've done in the past, but we have um, one thing I want to touch on in the beginning is artists who had the biggest year, which is not necessarily our favorite, but just like, we're quickly going to touch on like notable artists, like who clearly like had an incredible year this year. Then we'll go into our top artists and we've narrowed our list down to five, which is painful for the two of us oh to my do God, yes, <laughs> because there's a lot, but we're going to just keep it to top five. So our top five artists, albums, uh, tracks, remixes. I like this one because I'm a big fan of remixes so remixes collaborations and then at the end some of my favorite categories are new favorites so this one isn't that they're a new artist or they just came onto the scene it is that you kind of fell in love with them this year like it came onto your radar this year and you're like how did I live my life without this artist before this year and then last is artist to watch in 2023 which I know is like a favorite category um that we can get very into but We'll kick it off with artists who had the biggest year um, in general. I think we could make maybe just go back and forth on this, but I think like we can't go anywhere without saying KX5. <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. K5 or KX5. I feel or like I've KXS, because Dead Mouse, oh, the five true. is an S. I just realized this like a week ago. I was like, oh, maybe that's that supposed to so be an true. S. I have oh no God. idea though. I should Blowing ask my mind. somebody. <laughs> That's so true. Wait, I have another name that somebody just mentioned this. It's on my artist watch. I'll skip it. But do you know the name ISOXO? Have you heard of that artist? Yes, yes. So I watched an interview just to confirm it's pronounced that way. And he said his name was ISOXO. But then one of my friends was like, isn't that in search of hugs and kisses? I like I so XO. He doesn't. He didn't think about that, but I'm. But but yes, it, it is. is though, right? Yes. Because when he said that, I was like, wait, am I an idiot? Is this like a meaning that I should have known? <laughs> the way his name is written is in in, in internet, internet speak. It's like upper yes. lowercase, upper lowercase, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely in search of hugs and kisses. It has to be. Now it's I can't a, get that out of my head. <laughs> declaration. It's done. So that's weird shit. But anyway, back to so KX five. Um, for sure. Obviously, even like this month having the biggest selling single day show with a dance music headliner yeah. i believe was the record that they broke this yes. month so yeah 40, the 50, album hasn't even dropped <laughs> yeah, yeah f- no it's it was out 50, next 000. year yeah mm-hmm. fifty thousand people they they're they played they play edc together yes vegas yes. Was together mm-hmm. and they both played separately but they played together i mean like escape was probably the biggest song of the year i'm not yeah. it's not a, it's not in my my list but mm-hmm. they had a huge year and they've been collaborating for so long i think this is a 
a collaboration, like a collaborative project overall mm-hmm. that everybody's kind of been waiting for for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember is is one of the greatest dance tracks of all time. And to have that mm-hmm. energy, like blending out through an entire project together is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I just, I like what it did for both of them separately as well, because I saw, I did catch part of the KX5 set in Vegas, but I ca- caught Cascade at Imagine this year. Um, and and honestly, I had taken a little bit of a break. I've seen him so many times throughout the years, yeah. but it was my favorite set I've ever seen him do. And I just like how he's kind of like, I don't know, the evolution of his own sound. Like there was a lot of techno that he dropped in it. And I was just about cascade on his own yeah. and that set that he had. But them coming together this year was probably one of the biggest things that happened. I have like, a, I have a lot of personal background with cascade because I'm from San Francisco and mm-hmm he played a lot in San Francisco back in like the early 2000s. He used to play a DNA lounge here and he played a lot of deep house back then. And he played a lot of more traditional like house music stuff. And I saw his set at EDC last year and I was like, oh wow. He's like went all techno for the whole Mm -hmm. set. And I was like, if this is where he's going for for the next iteration of Cascade, Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Like it feels like he's getting back, he's getting back to his roots a lot. Yeah. And Dead Mouse has always been all over the place. Like you really never know what to expect next from him. He can, that guy can produce anything. Yeah. So, but seeing those two work together is just a blessing. So we'll see what 22, we're going to get an album and I know they're on the ultra lineup together. So we're going to probably have a lot of them next year, but moving on next name, it's going to be Fred again. I feel like for at least the second half of the year from like June on could not go anywhere without hearing about Fred again. And I'm maybe I'm probably going to sound ignorant here, but I'm on the train of like, I didn't know that much about him before this year. Um, But any thoughts on him? Like what, what were your takeaways about him this year? So I discovered him like late last year, which Mm -hmm. I even felt like I was late to the late to the conversation on that one. Right. But the guy's just immensely talented. And I will be right up front saying that I don't necessarily feel every single one of his produced songs, Mm -hmm. but as a performer, he's, he's possibly one of the most talented that we've, we've seen in a long time in dance music. The fact that what he's doing as a performer, the way he chops up samples live on the spot, the fact that he's like, it's a combination live set and DJ set, the fact Mm -hmm. that he does both so well, and the fact that his produced songs are so thoughtful. Um, like it's not just bangers all the time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's actually not bangers at all for his own self-produced music. It's really thoughtful, like well-produced and like introspective stuff. And it's not something that you would, you would get from Mm -hmm. a dance music artist often. And he's so clever with his, like his sample use and just where he's pulling stuff from and where he's pulling inspiration from. And he's been around for a long time. Like he's Mm -hmm. been producing for bigger artists for years Right. So it's not like Fred again came out of nowhere. The guy is, this is, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's well vetted. I met his aunt once too. Oh, <laughs> he's from the UK, right? <laughs> he's from the UK. Yeah, yeah, he is. No, I know. I liked um in a lot of his tracks, just like even the spoken word and how he weaves that through. And I, I, I'll i just give it to Vibe With Aid. I got to shout her out because she went and saw him at, he was playing, uh, I forget which stage, but at Electric Forest, he had a pretty big set um over the summer. And then Boiler Room came out, I believe in, july so yeah. absolutely blew up um he was a big one i'm gonna keep us moving guys <laughs> sorry we're gonna be here all day swedish house mafia i feel like yes. we got to point out because they came made a comeback dropped an album and then went on a tour which was pretty insane um i'm i'm gonna confess i didn't really listen to the album that much and didn't really like love what i heard if i'm um, honest i, have <laughs> I was like, underwhelmed I have- 
I have one <laughs> song that I that I liked off of it that I liked a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. But in the most general terms, I I'm happy to admit that Swedish House Mafia had a massive year, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to admit they're still arguably one of the biggest dance music acts of all time. Mm-hmm. But I'm also happy to admit that I have never necessarily been that into them. I like some of their bigger tracks, but if you ask me like a lot of questions about their back catalog, I don't know because when right. Big Room was when Big Room was big, I was like anti Big Room. Um, right like as a rule, um, maybe kind of a selfish rule. And I was being a little bit narrow-minded, but I was definitely yeah. like not in that, not in that vibe, but I can happily admit that they, these guys were massive and they're mm-hmm. massive again. And it was fantastic to see them on stage with the weekend for whatever that back-to-back was at right. Coachella. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. There's just something about, I feel like no matter what, how I feel about it now, it just like, it will always have the nostalgia factor for me because that was like the era of when I got into dance music. Right they were that gateway for me. So I will always have that kind of feeling. Um, but even them with Fred again, too, like the single that they came out with together and then the pop-up they did in New York city this summer was pretty crazy. So that also was a big moment that happened this year. Um, I think that pop-up might've been one of the biggest, one of the biggest yeah. moments in dance music, like ever, mm-hmm. um, seeing artists of, like an artist of that caliber working together with what we would all say is an up and coming artist mm-hmm. and like doing kind of like a rave style pop-up like it, yeah. like this is a legit like a legit underground and the whoever the blessed person was that got the entire thing on video and yeah. put it up on youtube <laughs> thank you for everybody who didn't get to go because yeah. that that way everybody could experience it but fantastic fantastic for your crazy for those guys. I- the friends who got to go there and get into that show, I'm I will know. be forever jealous of you. I know. And um, also shout out to Quarter. Yes, I was the homie say, who mm-hmm. got to open who got to open that night up. What the fuck? Like when I saw the full video, I didn't even know. And then I just like scrolled through it and I saw her and I was like, hello? How how did this happen? Incredible. Immediately, incredible. immediately yeah. texted her. I was like, what the fuck? Is this you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year text. Yeah. Damn. No, she's had a, a crazy year too. She has. Um, I have a couple other names on here, but anybody else that comes to mind for you? So I am I'm going a bit a little bit left of center with my list because these okay. aren't all like the hugest artists, but I do feel like they all had massive years. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with uh I'm not sure how to pronounce the name if it's Hugel or Huggle or yeah. Hugel, mm-hmm. but he's had a massive year, especially with like latin latin music latin dance music Mm -hmm. like breaking through so big like literally every single one of this guy's tracks have been massive bangers that everybody's hearing and they're not just tracks that are working in in house sets or in latin house sets Mm -hmm. but you're hearing his music across every across every genre and that's like a really big sign that somebody is like doing well when you can make music that's that's probably going to be timeless. Mm-hmm. You're you're probably still going to be hearing a lot of these tracks like five to 10 years from now. I'm calling it yeah. for him. I'm, call, I'm calling it for him. I think he's going to be like one of the next biggest artists in dance music. I'm so glad you said that because he's one of those names too where I picked up on him throughout the year. And then yeah. obviously it's like one of those things when it enters your, your universe, you start to see it everywhere. And then I started to see his name on more and more lineups. And I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those names that most people probably won't recognize or notice but it is like such yeah and and I don't think I I, Forrest was one of them I believe he's on Forrest lineup but there was I don't have any sets coming up that I'll be able to see him but I definitely am noticing his name on a lot more lineups now um and the track with Blondish is insane so so good so good I'm so glad you that was a good one what's next what else my next one (laughs) is Anima 
Mm-hmm. Come on, that let's <laughs> let's just let's just talk about the the biggest like the biggest moment in dance music at the end of the year, the audio visual experience yeah. for for his show in in the UK was literally insane. For and you know, I can't I'm like, the name of the venue is escaping me. Printworks. Printworks. Yeah. Printworks. The fact that Printworks <laughs> is about to is about to shut down and be reiterated as something else. But for them to go out with something like that, of that, like that massive, and that audio visual experience is something I, it's something like I've never seen. Yeah. Um, and melodic techno, trance, um, is yeah. gotten, <laughs> it's gotten so massive. Like it's really yeah. breaking, it's breaking over into like the mainstream. But for, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic to see somebody like break this barrier down between the visual and the audio experience. Cause I feel like a lot of, like old school heads kind of hate on the idea that everybody's facing the DJ. Mm-hmm. But in this case, there's a fucking reason to do it. Cause incredible. there's, it was, it's absolutely incredible. Um, so, so just that the design of it and what they're able to pair together yeah, is in, I had tale of us on my list, but I could not agree with you more. Even if you aren't even in the scene related, there's you have to have seen that video pop up in your feed because it just went absolutely insane. <laughs> I had friends outside of dance music text me that saying, yeah. "Have you seen this?" And mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have to give them give them props for the design of that is perfectly suited for a reel, and that's mm-hmm. not that is not on accident. Right. There's no way that it was an accident that they made that look. It was tall and not wide. Right, right, right. No, it's so I have to. I really, really, really want to get to print works when it's still that design because there's just something so special about the formatting of it. Yeah, just being an iconic venue. And then I know. Well, I started my year off with Tale of Us because I. That's how they got on my radar when they played Zomna. I believe it was my feed was yes. just like inundated with their sets, and that's when they kind of like entered my world. And then through it's been a journey. Then we saw them at Ultra, and that yes. was the first experience in Vegas. So it just like kind of continued from there. And so for those of you who don't know, Anima is one of the members of Tale of Us. It's his exactly. side project, um, but it's similar like insane visual experience. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy you added that on the list. I would totally yes. agree with that. <laughs> um, my next my next one is a tie between two fantastic women. The first mm. one is Miss Monique. Um, yes. Miss Monique is a Ukrainian artist that already before this year was a massive name in in um in Europe based off like these fantastic YouTube live streams that she's been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she broke through huge this year. She she played a circle set. She played at EDC. She played at EDC Orlando. She played at Seismic. She played at Cross. She's mm-hmm. like been slaughtering the clubs all across all across the country. Plus, she played at Yeshua for David Guetta's David Guetta's residency twice. That's a, this is all a big deal. Like just to see, and her music's absolutely outstanding. It kind of like draws, kind of like rides that line between melodic techno and trance and progressive. Mm-hmm. And she like to say, to see somebody slaughter it that much in a year. Yeah. So like really not necessarily come out of nowhere, but come out of nowhere for the U S audience mm-hmm. and kind of debut in the U S the beginning of the year. And then end up at the end of the year, she's like selling out every show right now. That's yep. that's, that's ridiculous. It and is crazy to see that. Cause she was, she was at, um, she was on EDC Orlando's main stage because I remember it was an earlier set. And I thought yeah. that I thought the same thing. I haven't had a chance to see a full set from her, but I was like, this is just going to be an even bigger introduction to like you would consider a more mainstream audience at EDC Orlando. So yeah, yeah I'm very, very excited to see. I know a couple friends saw her last night in Austin too. 
Yeah, and she mm-hmm. did. She also did L.A. Um, yep. On Friday, yeah, on, fr- on Friday, and I am slightly biased. I'm going to say I'm slightly biased because Gray Area is involved in a lot of these shows yeah. for her. <laughs> but I, this is the reason I found out about her was through through work, and I mm-hmm. couldn't have been happier. And then my last one is Honey Love, um, yes, because the Black Girl magic of that one is real. Like right. <laughs> she, she destroyed it. Like she, she's a pandemic. She's what I like to call a pandemic DJ. She mm-hmm. was, pad, you know, DJing before that, but she really broke out during the pandemic with all of these live streams. But to see her, not just be consistent, but consistently leveling up every single, like it seems like every month. It seems mm-hmm. like she went from playing opening slots to playing near headliner slots in a matter of months, mm-hmm. and she's like like opening for Chris Lake at the Brooklyn Mirage. She's playing in a stadium show in San Diego. She's going on tour in Australia and New Zealand. Like who does this in like their first, their, their first few years as a DJ and producer and her ear for, for music is fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. it's so finely tuned. She's the future of house music. Hell yeah. That's a great way to wrap that one up. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, some there's something about certain people in person as well that kind of have yes. an aura about them. And I feel like when we met her, oh, she, she gave me that like superstar energy about her, but also like super humble. And then her background, like I believe through gray area, she was more, um, you guys talked about how she was more from like a hip hop and yeah, she was playing DJing, R&B right? and she was playing yeah. R&B and hip hop before when she first started DJing. And then she, she had a background in house music. Her mom introduced her to house music when she mm-hmm. was a kid and she got into it and she just switched her style and like this, like she broke through real fast. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's been, it's impressive to see somebody do that. Well, I love to it's, see that though. There's a yeah. couple people that that's happened to this year where like, and I, I love that for their career where they just have a moment, either it's a track or it's a couple performances. And then it's just like, boom, like Ray Volpe was one of them yes. who kind yes. of went Who's- from like, just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been at it for a long time too. Mm-hmm. Like he's been to like, you know, these, these aren't like new people, No, but, but like seeing these people that have, that have been like kind of toiling away and like, like paying their dues yep. breakthrough is incredibly gratifying, not just for, for people as fans and as dancers, mm-hmm. but for everybody on the inside of the industry to see that happen. Um, because, because it means that like, there's enough space for everybody to succeed. Yeah. And that was no. a great, that was a nice mix. That was a good, uh, good mix of ours. Those were just the people who had the biggest year yes. that we're touching on. Now we're going to get into our top, which to me, these are like my favorite, the music that defined my year, the artists I listened to most. That's like, that's yeah. how I kind of, uh, or made the biggest impact on me is kind of how I thought about this list, but we could go one for one, throw out okay. your first one. <laughs> Should you want to do your fit? We'll go five down to one. Okay. Stan Pacho. <laughs> oh, my that God. came out of nowhere to me. This Hell one. yeah. So, so I've been following him for a couple years. Um, and you know, he broke out this year. I mean, obviously, is because he's been supported heavily by Matroda, who's his homeboy. They're both mm-hmm. they're both both from Croatia. But like, dude, he's his music is is leagues beyond other people's. And it's not just because it's really good house music, it's so different. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of that Matroda style, but not really. Like it's got a little bit more edge to it. It's got a little bit more flavor to it. The swing is like, it's, it's, he's so good. Like he's one of those people that I can tell the next few years is going to be, it's going to be headlining stages. Ooh, Kids unreal. One. Okay. Unreal. We're adding that to the list. <laughs> I had this. Okay. You know, this is tricky for me. There was a couple that I like was trying to edge into the fifth spot, but I'm going to go with Charlotte DeWitt 
Yes. For a couple reasons. She already had, she's already been big and she had a huge year in 2021. I just felt like she even like upped the ante this year. She released an EP. She was the first female, I believe, to close out Tomorrowland's yep. main stage this year, which was huge. And then it's for me, every performance I see live is absolutely incredible. The probably one of my favorite moments this entire year was Ark, her playing her set on main stage into Carl Cox after it was like quite literally some of the best three hours of music I've ever heard. Yes. It's just relentless to me. I love her style. Uh, I just am a big, big fan. And I felt like even just speaking to people, like you can see the energy and excitement when people know that she's on the lineup. So I just feel like universally people love her music and she's absolutely killing it. So I had to have her as my number five. I, I, she's one of my favorite people to watch play. Mm -hmm. Um, because she's so it's so understated um in the best way possible like mm -hmm. she's so calm and collected right like the way she puts her headphones back on after taking them off and right. like <laughs> the way she's just like mixing it a track it's almost like it's it's effortless she's so chill yeah <laughs> she is so chill yeah. and like i i like seeing that as a counterbalance to the people that are super i love seeing somebody hyped up there but she's playing like bangers like mm -hmm. Like she's hitting, she's hitting like 140 BPM sometimes in her sets. And she's still yeah. just like, yeah, it's cool. Right. I'm, I'm just up here. I'm, I'm in front of here, up here in front of 50,000 people. No big deal. She just knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Command, commanding the stage is how I feel about her. A hundred percent. I am going to start with Shermanology. My, my favorite, like I, I've been another one that I've been following for a few years, but like, for me, they've had like a fantastic year of releases collaborating with like some big people that collaborating with eats everything and Fisher and finally getting some, you know, getting some love in the, in the U S um, and their backstory is absolutely amazing. Like these, it couldn't have happened to two of the nicest people in the world. Like mm -hmm. I just love watching those, watching those two succeed. Such a good one. Okay. Great one. All house. Well, we've had some techno and other artists. <laughs> okay. My number four, I put green velvet because right. for me, obviously I've known about him for a very long time, respected his music, but this year, like I finally just like got it. It like sank in for me. And I was just like, holy shit from just all of his live performances, the EDC Orlando being the most recent, like it was the best two hours. And then he went to the B3B with Dom Dalla and John Summit. His get real performances this year have been amazing. We saw that after party at ARC this year. Yeah. Um, not too many releases from him, but the ones that he came out with, I absolutely love. And I just, it's his energy. It's his personality. It's what he does for house music. Like I just absolutely adore him as a person and as an yeah. entertainer. Um, but I just really, really like got it and it fully sunk in for me. And I was like, I'm a green velvet stand for life now after this year. That guy, what he's done for house music has been absolutely outstanding. Like mm -hmm. not just like. And the Beyonce as, album. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Isn't he on that? Also, yeah. He's and like, that. but like putting out records from all of these, like he's really supports up and coming artists, like mm -hmm. all of the time, like with both of his record labels and the guy's just the the personification of a legend mm -hmm. it's it he's just outstanding like i've always been i've always stand for green velvet and yeah. i will for, for the rest of my life yep could not agree more all right my next the next one <laughs> L, lpgov yes lp yes um i mean 
I think one of my one of my my favorite things was getting a surprise notification from somewhere that her her essential mix was about to air on a Friday Friday afternoon as my workday was oh, finishing up. Yeah, and I literally turned it on immediately, and and she's she's fantastic person, and I just couldn't believe that I'm like I can't believe I'm actually listening to an essential mix from from mm-hmm. LP, and not just that she performed with with the heritage orchestra this year, um, as a pianist, like that's, that's fantastic. She collabed with, she collabed with Pete Tong. Like she, she released a ridiculous amount of music Mm -hmm. and all of it was high quality. And like when your release schedule looks like that, it's always like, maybe there's going to be some misses in here. Maybe they aren't all going to be like fantastic, but she just, Mm -hmm. she, she's just keeps killing it. And her performance style is unlike anybody else's and she went on a massive tour with Femhouse house this year too yeah like i you know i can't say enough good things about her i'm just gonna piggyback off what you said because i'm so glad you threw her in the mix <laughs> i i was gonna say the year began with her Femhouse house tour yes. where she's elevating all these other artists like having the time of her life performing and i can just see that tour getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it was in a smaller venue in Brooklyn, but just starting the year with that energy. And then the Femme House art car takeover at EDC Vegas, Femme House takeover at Halloween. Like this is just the beginning for her and for Femme House. So seeing like everything she accomplished, I I couldn't agree with you. Each post she did where there was like a new accolade or something incredible happening in her life. I was like, she's unstoppable right now. And ending her year with everything happening with Pete Tong was crazy. So yeah. I yeah. I can't you. imagine too, what it's like for her, like her background is being a concert pianist and mm-hmm. she, she went to UC Berkeley to study jazz piano and for her to be able to sit on stage with an orchestra yeah, and play something that she created must mm-hmm. be one of the most gratifying things and to have her parents be in the audience at the same time like I I can't imagine like how she must have been fighting back tears that entire time if she right. didn't cry on stage because I would have cried on stage yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely human being again okay she is my number three I had to put in Chris Lake in here he's always on the top of my list I know you guys are like your list so basic I love Chris Lake <laughs> Everything he put out this year was absolute fucking fire. In the Yuma is like my favorite thing happening right now. I absolutely love it. But not only that, I mean, the performances he gave us, probably one of the most insane shows I've ever seen in my life at the Brooklyn Mirage this summer. Like every year he sells that out and it's insanity in person. But that was fucking bananas. All of the festival performances he did this year how he elevates other artists in the scene like Honey Love and Mayan and Clooney and yeah. so many amazing remixes of his tracks that have come out this year. Like he, to me, is just always going to be one of my favorite producers. I will, I can never get sick of it. He's a must see in person. And it was just a big, I was just loving, loving Chris Lake this year. It's okay to be basic because I love Chris Lake too. And <sighs> his set of EDC was actually, <laughs> I only got to go to one day of EDC this year. Me and my yeah. wife only went to one day. And his set was like one of the highlights of that night. Um, and he just, I mean, he kills it always mm-hmm. and forever on everything. And he's been doing it for so long. I I distinctly remember seeing him for the first time in San Francisco and standing in the crowd with the friend of my friend turns around. He's like, yeah, this is the night that Chris Lake changed my life. And he just keeps yeah. doing that. <laughs> he just keeps doing that over and over again. And every mm-hmm. reinvention of himself just gets better and better. Yeah. Um, 
and couldn't again like another like one of those people that's super humble and really supports the underground and is really yeah. interested in like bringing people up mm-hmm. and my Great. next one piggybacked perfectly off of this because my <laughs> next one is Clooney yes okay good <laughs> so uh, a collaborator of Cliff Lakes released mm-hmm. a few times on the label but this guy is just destroying it like mm-hmm. he's he's gone from you know he's been doing again he's been doing it for a long time too you know several years but like watching him go from from like earlier sets to to later late night sets and kind of and selling out everything that he does and playing on bigger stages in front of bigger crowds and really owning his own lane mm-hmm. of of house music this whole minimal like minimal baseline kind of like Latin house thing that he's got going on for himself is is fantastic and it's like this is the future of like where where mm-hmm. house music is going and watching him like own that and like legit own it and start his own label and his label right now is full of up and comers it's That's not incredible he's not like releasing bangers from all of his homeboys that are that are big big time big time producers because he probably could if he wanted to he's releasing music from up and comers which is mm-hmm. which is like fantastic to see I, he's definitely on my list to watch. I think he's also one of the, like, just, just scratching the surface kind of people. I think we're going to see like a ton from him oh, next year. Yeah. Um, my second one, this was a, just a very big personal one for me, but it's tin liquor. Mm. I got so into tin liquor this year. And it, I think like be getting more on like the hype of like the melodic and deep house train, they were just somebody I had been listening to. And then the forest experience, like just solidified it for me because they played like one of the most packed sets of the weekend at the observatory stage. And it just like, when, you know, when you have those moments where you're like, this set changes things for me, or it's like that memorable. It was that I think everybody in the forest, but it just the combination of their music with the vibes of that stage. Like I think everyone had a holy shit, like come to Jesus moment during that set. (laughs) And it was my most played Healing Forest, which reminds me of that set, was my most played song of the year. I can't not mention them. Um, Got to interview one of them at EDC Vegas. They played Vegas. They were definitely doing the festival run. They had an amazing Tomorrowland set that I've binged a million times. But I just, I'm excited to see what they do next year. They're coming to Brooklyn in February. So that's going to be my birthday plans next year. I'm very excited about it. But that was just a personal one for me. Their music resonated with me and is tied to a lot of like really beautiful memories. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. They're, they're fantastic. And actually my next one is like the perfect transition. And so that yeah. is Julian Asia. Um, yes. Okay. Who, good. <laughs> again, similar to Tin Liquor is just like the, the melodics are, are outstanding, mm-hmm. but their performance style is so, is so different. Cause when they play live, there's like a piano on stage and they use a hand pan and there's live singing and there's something very deep and emotional about what they're doing. And they're also a couple, which is, mm-hmm. which is, they were brought together through their, their projects, which is That's just awesome. beautiful. And I got a chance to interview them as well at ARC and mm-hmm. they, you know, they're two fantastic people and you could tell, like, they really believe in what they're doing and their live, their, their live stream sets on YouTube are, you know, they're circle worthy, gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. Performing inside of a volcano. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on guys, stop it. And like their their new their new album is just absolutely is absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um and you know you know it's very like super special act and another one that's just going to be that's going to be like on the come up for a long time. Agreed. Definitely agree with that. 
Um, and then my last one to wrap up top artists. Are we surprised, guys? It's Dom Dalla. How can uh, it not be? How could it not be? How could it not be? He's my <laughs> absolute favorite. Um, his music was like literally the soundtrack of my year. I love what he's doing right now. He's top of his game. He's played some incredible festival performances. The new um, he just put out a new mix on YouTube that he filmed in Serbia, which is incredibly beautiful. It has a ton of IDs in it. There's a really big one coming up with MK that's going to be out, I think, next year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I absolutely resonate with his music. He's an incredible human be- being, like the nicest, most humble dude. And it just was a big year. His music is probably the most played that I've had all year. And it makes just makes me happy. So he has to be my number one. <laughs> no, that's a good choice. Like, yeah. I, you know, he's fan like fantastic he's killing it he's been doing it he's been at it for mm-hmm. like again another one of those people where people are like oh well you just came out of nowhere and it's like no he's been at this no. for a long time he's yeah. been at this for a really long time mm-hmm. and watching him like break through in the last year like skyrocket to being one of the biggest djs in the world yeah and biggest producers in the world and some of the people he's collaborating with now um that gorillas the gorillas thing mm-hmm. he just did like fantastic Insane. like I, I like i i love seeing people that deserve it um get ahead like especially people that you know have been grinding for a long time and that really like care about this and it's not just Mm -hmm. a money grab like you can tell he loves every second of this 100 yep and he's played some of the biggest stages this year like you can it's cool to see that evolution of an artist where like even they know that they're getting booked at like the biggest stage in the later time slots and doing incredible back-to-back performances like it's it's and he seems like he's having fun throughout the entire process which makes it even more enjoyable to watch Absolutely. So, yeah, I had a friend that. who followed him and his crew around during Coachella week. She, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Anna, she published she published like this whole thing um, for DJ Mac earlier this year, and I invite everybody to read this article because you can really see through that article how much he he understands that like this is such a gift, and he's so grateful for just the opportunity, and he's doing it with like his team is a bunch of his friends. Yeah. Um, so he's doing this with his homies, which is which is fantastic. I love so to see good. that so good yes all right we're gonna dive into albums next and we'll we can kind of do you want to just do your top five and then throw in any commentary that you feel to support your picks but hit us hit us with them all right so my first one these are all going to be super left of center Uh, my first (laughs) one is opio a shape of sound um so the glitch hop sound has been like lying dormant for years Mm -hmm. um the only maybe the only people that are producing it are like your grizzes of the world but it's not like hugely popular anymore. And there was a time like as EDM was starting to break through that it was really busting hard. And it's like fantastic to see them come out with something new and something fresh. Um, Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Uh, My next one's Noisia, Closer. So sad to see them Mm -hmm. break up and not be a thing anymore. But what a fantastic note to end that on. Like they are the gods of sound design. Mm-hmm. Their drum and bass and their bass music sounds like nobody else's. And I don't think anybody else is ever going to be able to like sonically match what they've been able to do with music for mm-hmm. a very long time. Like they're fantastic. Um, my next, my next one's Odessa. The last goodbye. Mm-hmm. Again, why? <laughs> why, why, why are you leaving us? But what a, what a way to leave it. Um, what a feels the album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a huge like tearjerker and it goes in so many directions. Um, I mentioned them earlier. My next one is Julian Asia. 
Um, yes. Mm-hmm. They're they're outstanding. They're just so outstanding. Like I didn't know I, they put an album out there. That makes sense though, because they were they, they doing did. a tour to support it. Yes, exactly. Okay. And and like you know, like it's a hard line to toe between emotions and and dance music, mm-hmm. um, because you associate dance music so often with just like bangers and staying out all night and like mm-hmm. this and that. But they managed to put something together that's like super emotionally drenched and kind of like gives an inside window into like their relationship. And talks about some real tough subjects like personally for them and i i thought that was fantastic and mm-hmm. then i also had tisha capricorn sun on there um nice because because she's awesome yeah she's absolutely fantastic yeah that's um, a and, good one and her her watching her perform and listening to this album it's like two different sides of her of her persona because you watch her perform and it's super high energy like it's mm-hmm. like super like rave ready and her her music is also kind of like that but there's also like a lot of like stuff that's like oh this is an album song like she mm-hmm. gets she understood the assignment putting together an album is not putting a mixtape together of your biggest bangers it's right. about it's about telling a story and she did that incredible this is why i'm so glad you're on here because i i can feel people like at, i'm jotting some of these things down because i haven't <laughs> listened to some of these albums but like i'm this is such a nice mix and hopefully people are getting introduced to new things outside of what they normally listen to but great 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 options we only had one overlapping so that's good so yeah. my this is, this is so hard to narrow down okay my five were lane eight's reviver huge lane eight fan his tour this year uh the reviver tour was incredible love everything he does with his this never happened label and the shows like where you can't have your phone out like love it yeah beautiful beautiful album my number two was io's warehouse summer for all of the reasons for how much i love him for the fact that they put this together with lights and it was all music that they had worked on together um, and it was a little different than I expected, which I loved. Like there was some drum and bass on it. It was a little bit more chill. It wasn't as heavy driving techno. It hit such a beautiful note. And I'm just so glad that we as fans have that from him. So that was huge. Carl Cox just dropped an album. So I had to throw Carl Cox in here. Electronic yes. Generations. He was he was so close to being in my top five artists because of all of his everything that he is and his performances this year, but all of that being dripped throughout the sets he had this year. I have to say something about that. Yes. Um, he was <laughs> he was going to be on my top albums of the year too. Yeah. Um, not just because he's such an absolute legend and not just because he started off an album with a breakbeat track, but <laughs> but like seriously, like he he re- like after 40 years in the game, how does this man he just like reinvented himself again? He was like, all right, um, I'm not a DJ anymore. I'm going to be a live performer now. Right, right. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to put a bunch of synths and drum machines and one CDJ on stage. And I'm just going to do, I'm just going to go off. Like, <laughs> that keep it interesting it, for himself, yeah, right? That yeah. Set, that set at Ultra was unreal. It was, it's, it was unreal. And every yeah. time I've seen Carl Cox, it's been unreal. But like, yeah, you, you win for this one. No, but see, <laughs> we got each other. We're piggybacking up. I also yes. had Odessa, The Last Goodbye. Um, Truthfully, I wasn't even the biggest Odessa fan. I have a best friend who's like a, obsessed. But this album, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of the last tracks. It's called The Light of Day. That was my favorite track off the album. It's extremely beautiful, but the drop in it is like, mm, just give you the staying face. It's really good. So, and they're doing like a festival tour run. I know they're a headliner on a lot of festivals already for 2023. So I'm going to hope, I haven't even seen them live yet, which is fucking Neither bananas. have I. 
the insane. Line. Yeah. So yeah, that has to happen. This, this, okay. It's a, it's a tie between seven lions beyond the veil because I'm a massive seven lions fan. This is like 10 years in the making. Um, and it really is a beautiful piece of work, but I also really loved wax motifs house of wax album. I forgot about this one. How could I, how could I not include waxy on on this one? It's so good. That's for both of us. It's just, it hits on so many different notes for him, like all different types of, I know you've spoken to him, but all different, like he just explores all sides of house music in it. And there's some really, really like bang bangers on that album as well. Highly encourage you guys to go listen to House He's of another Wax. one too. I, it's an interesting how that, how that album came together. That's all bits mm-hmm. and pieces of stuff he's been putting. He's been sitting that he's had sitting around over the years. Yeah. It's and he was like, I finally, he was like, I just want to put all this stuff out and, and, and just did it mm-hmm. and work with a bunch of like fresh people and like up and comers. Like, yeah. Waxy gets all my love. Yeah, we're about it. Okay, and I'm going to throw out an honorable mention because I have to. More Kismet's Universe album. The fact that Moore's doing this, like just turned 18 years old, puts out this incredible body of work, and you know that they are like orchestrating everything. It's so much their vision, like everything from the visuals to like how everything's composed, like really, really beautiful. So I had to shout out More Kismet for that album too. Uh, Couldn't happen to a better person. And Mm -hmm. to have this much vision at that age um because they've been working on it since i for for the last two years so Mm -hmm. that means some of these songs were written by a 16 year old yeah just just let that sink in i know i know (laughs) it's fucking bananas (laughs) and they're on a tour right now which is crazy but um okay i know we have a lot to go guys i might have to split this into a part two but we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it moving so (laughs) this next section is our top tracks of the year and i am gonna play clips of all of these so maybe we just like we just knock these out because we're gonna right. have a lot of music <laughs> we'll Let's try to it. go back all right okay you first talk one five. first one is tom and collins and cumbia africa seva that that the chorus is so good the it's everything about it, it just gives me chills Um, my love next it. one is Shermanology and Eats Everything. Tell you what it is, because who doesn't love a fantastic diva soulful voice over some like knocking house music? <laughs> fantastic. Swedish House Mafia. Yes, this is my sidewinder. It gets better. Um, only because Swedish House Mafia somehow managed to produce a Stanton Warriors track uh, 10 years after they created the mm. sound. Thanks for that, guys. Um, Dom Dalla <laughs> and Clementine Douglas, Miracle Maker. Um, how you how you gonna get '90s big rave energy with with some fresh and funky, you know, <laughs> fresh and funky modern tech house? Let's let's go, dude. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Animan, Christoph Vongar, Consciousness. Every time I heard that song somewhere live this year, I <laughs> I kind of lost my mind a little did, bit. It did something to us. Yeah. And it's it's not just because, you know, because of our experience at Ultra. It's just, I don't know. There's something about that song that just really mm-hmm. gets to me. Sentience of internal, external, or virtual existence. Consciousness. 
And then my last one, I know it's six, but I'm throwing another one in there. Scream, the uh, world is empty. Um, there's two versions on Spotify. Do yourself a favor and listen to the eight minute one because Ooh. because it's it's so good. Like Scream manages to do everything super well. The guy can can make any genre, but this is like some just straight like minimal breaks, and it's so good. Like it's so so mm-hmm. good. I it's like spine tingling. Super good. Oh, yeah. Love Okay, great. That was perfect. And again, we're going to list all this thing stuff for you guys. Okay. So I'm going to go five. I have to say Enrico San Giuliano, The Sound of Space this year. Yes. It crept up on me, but the more and more I heard it live, uh, it's a techno track, like fucking fantastic. Can't get enough of it. Yes. This is, this is The Sound of Space. Um, four, it was really hard for me. I'm kind of like in between two, but I'm going to go with Chris Lorenzo, Mommy. Um, you just want to shake your ass that song. Yes. It is a club banger. Everyone was fucking on board with it. I absolutely love it. I will never get sick of hearing that song. Um, Max Styler's track Resist is one of my top played songs of the year. Yes. Incredible tech house track. Again, like every time I heard that mix into a set, like lost my shit. So really, really big fan of that one. And then my top two are similar Tin Liquor's Healing Forest, like I said, but it just was like my biggest track. It was the most played. And then number one, Dom Dalla um, and Clementine Douglas, Miracle Maker. From the second I heard that opening to his ultra set i literally rewound the first like three minutes <laughs> over and over and over again on soundcloud until we figured out like what that was and it just like i've listened to it a hundred times it, i will never get sick of hearing it, it makes That's, me so happy <laughs> that synth and the way it mixes uh, with, the, with the vocal that is like that is like everything that dance music is right now mm-hmm. this is like big 90s rave energy i love like, it like it's so oh, so good. Lose my shit. I lose my Every shit. Everyone time. played it. Like, yeah, like it was fucking all over the place. I don't care. Land. You, you could, you yeah. could play. You could play it in every set. Yep. I'm about Just it. Just do it. I'll stay. I get, <laughs> if I hear it every set for for all night, it's fine. Play it again. Yeah. Play it twice. Well, I don't care. I'm gonna do a replace. I I fucked up because I don't think Healing Forest was released this year. I could be wrong, but I don't think it was. My backup was Anti Ups Chromatic. Also great. Just, Fantastic. So good. Okay. Those are mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to remixes. Yes. Um, I know you felt some type of way about remixes, but it's more so people who are doing like edits, right? Of like throwing in like 90s, 2000s tracks that and I tried to avoid really original. Any, yeah. <laughs> I tried to avoid any of those except for, yeah, I tried to avoid any of those. Cause like, let's talk about this for a second. Let's just mm-hmm. give me one second to get on my soapbox. Go for it. Please, please, Tech House producers, stop re-releasing 90s and early 2000s songs, slapping a new beat on it and calling it an original. Call it what it is, please. 
because mm-hmm. then people just think that that vocal came out of nowhere and it's not yours and all you did was find a cool vocal and slap a beat under it i'm not saying you're a bad producer i'm saying these songs are dope but right call, call it what it is fair my humps is not original right <laughs> it's fair it's fair <laughs> hey what whatchamacall is nominated for a grammy yay I'm, blue. I'm, not, I'm not mad at it i'm not no, mad at it but call it what it is fair fair enough all yes. right hit us with your hot takes what were your top um, remixes of the year Idris Muhammad could heaven ever be like this Walker and Royce and Chris Lorenzo remix. Oh, so I don't think I know that one. This is like, it's a remix of like, of, of a seventies song. And it's like from Walker and Royce and Chris Lorenzo make some of the, like the bang in his tech house and bass house that you'll ever hear. But mm. their remix is like, like, like kind of deep house and it's dreamy and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's like us as a song, as a song, not just mm-hmm. a track. It's like one of the best things that I've heard this year. Um, my next one is LF System, Afraid to Feel, Armin Van Helden remix, um, because Armin Van Helden is the goat and it's a fantastic, like, like reimagining of a disco, like a disco house track into something completely different. And there's like a slowdown in the middle of the track. Like it slows down, like really, really mm-hmm. slow and then bumps back up. Like way to keep it interesting, guy. That's, he'll, he's never going to do anything wrong in my book. My Love next it. one is Chris Lake, Turn Off the Lights, Clooney Remix. Great option. Yep, yep. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. I didn't think, I didn't think it get, <laughs> would get better than the original because the original is so good. But mm-hmm. Clooney managed to like turn that into something completely different. Um, Love it. My next one is Guy Gerber, Bocat, Michael Beebe Remix. Because it's, it's weird. It's very, very <laughs> weird in the best way. Like it, it's like one of those songs where you're like, what do, were you, were you high when you did this, bro? Cause, mm-hmm. cause it seems like you might've, you might've like done That's this on so funny. the day after the acid trip. Um, and my last one is DJ fresh gold dust, Martin Horger remix. Um, Martin is, is a good friend and somebody who I love to, to watch succeed. And for him to take on like one of, one of the biggest dance music tracks of all time, that vocal is just anthemic and turn it into just like this, this like, you know, dirty, sloppy bass house banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> that was such a good one. Okay. Um, I have Swedish House Mafia on the weekend, Moth to a Flame, the Chris Lake yes. remix. It just elevated it so much more to me. Every time he drops that in a set, I lose my mind. I'm just a big fan of what he did to that track. So, and I had, to, I wanted to have some Swedish House Mafia in here. Yes. So throwing that, throwing that one out there. Anima's Consciousness, the Eric Prids remix. It's good. Is, is it better than the original? No. No. I still love the original. But when he, I think the first time I heard it was in his EDC Vegas set. I lost my fucking mind, and I was like, "There's." No way he's playing it, this anima track right now. Um, absolutely love it. I'm a huge Eric Prids fan, so I'm a very big fan that he remixed that. Um, Rufus DeSoul's Make It Happen, the Dom Dalla remix. One of my favorite remixes ever. I I became an it's gonna be later, but I became an even bigger like Rufus DeSoul fan this year. And there's just something about like the vocals in that and then the drop that just explodes when you hear it and live it just like really really hits you so that one was a big one for me this year um more chris lake chris lake's a drug from god the re is it rebuke is that how you say his name i think it's It's i don't know the rebuke remix that came out towards that later end of the year um but i i there's just something about him that's super special too and i feel like he also 
he came out with a ton this year. He's not on my list too much, but a lot of what Rebuke did this year, I thought was really special. So I wanted to throw he's, him in the mix. He's fantastic. And he did, mm-hmm. um, he did, there was a live stream of him and Ed, I had it in my head. There's a really good live stream mm-hmm. of him from this year. That's fa- he, that guy's going to be, he's another one that's going to be on top next year. Like yeah. he's really like, watch out for him. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And then I got to say the KX five escape John summit remix. I love it so much. And it's one of those things where like lot, I've seen him a million times this year, but, um, the track on its own, I think obviously we talked about it being such a big track this year, but what he mixed it in, it just gives me like euphoric feel good kind of vibes. And yeah, it just makes me a basic bitch and I kind of love it. <laughs> it's okay. There's no, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Look, I got to say the John summit remix, not that mm-hmm. the, the original is not big, but it, yeah. it's like, it's like almost at the level of the, of the original, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like really elevated it, but took it in his, in his own direction where you, you can hear him yeah. in that. Like it's, it's clearly him that hit, like you, you heard, even if you heard somebody else playing that and you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is John Summit tune. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. was really cool this summer is that the Electric Forest Renegade set when they, they did the John Summit back-to-back Subtronics, they both played their escape remixes back-to-back, which was really fun. So John Summit went first. And everyone like lost their minds and then it went into subtronics edit. So that was also like really fun to hear the the two different ones that they did. Um, but they they complemented each other super well. So that was a fun moment. But yeah, also has a lot of memories tied to that song. So those are all my my remixes for the year. Nice list. Nice this list. is no, this is good. You've got such I love this is what I mean. You have some deep cuts, which which I'm about. Collaborations. I all love right. this category because I, I don't know, I just think it's there's some interesting collaborations that happened this year. Some that made a lot of sense and some that kind of felt like they came out of nowhere, but uh, let's hear them. Who are your top five collaborations of the year? Will Clark and Shermanology searching. Um, Will Clark, Will Clark famously left the world of house music um, (laughs) and Shermanology is famously part of the world of house music, but hearing those two together on like what clearly sounds like a will it's like, it's got Will Clark's energy and a little bit of their like flavor so good mm-hmm. so so good lpgob and baklava sinner thank you thank you that for girl's, saying it. that girl's voice it 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 melts incredible it yep. melts my heart like like it's it's absolutely outstanding and she's a fantastic artist and having her like those two are a match made in heaven i love to see that chris lake and clooney nightmares um nobody else in, that i know likes that like like likes that that creepy voice except yeah. for me <laughs> i i think it's fantastic i actually played it on on at a halloween show this year and That's awesome. um, my wife was on stage with me she's like what the fuck is this yeah i was like yeah, it's chris <laughs> it's <laughs> like all like, it is it's like a little off-putting but it is it it's sense. totally off-putting but yeah. it makes sense it's perfect and that weird clinky yep. like synth sound that it's so i I, I can't, I can't. It, did, it was it. very different from anything. It's, yeah. It's different mm-hmm. for both of them. And I love yep. that. I love that they both took a chance to like venture a little bit outside of their, their sounds, but also do something that sounds like both of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my next one is Blondish that. and Hugel Tra Tra. I'm going to nominate. It's another one that <laughs> it's another one that like everybody's playing, like everybody's playing. You can hear it in any set and it just goes. And mm-hmm. like Blondish is goes all over the place but is very well known for like a sound that's not necessarily that mm-hmm. um and this is like just like this banging kind of tra- tribal stuff i love to hear it and then the last one is kind of a collab but it's also like a remake of an older song melee and chauvel pasilda 
which Ooh. is a kind of a remix of of an old of an older song of the same name by Afro Medusa. But I love like Melee. Everything he does is he anything he touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. And I love I just love what they did with this. So that's my list. So good. Do you feel like because with Blondish? she's already such a big artist like internationally and she does have like a specific style but what do you think this track is going to do to her career because I feel like it kind of is pushing her into a whole other not element of people but like a whole other crowd of people now well I think now with something like this it gives her the option of maybe playing stuff in sets sets that are that she listened to a lot before, mm-hmm. but didn't, but didn't always get to play. She can go a little bit more banging now. And that's, yeah. that's totally fine. I saw a few clips of her set from Elro in Miami mm-hmm. and it was, it was like bangers. She yeah. was like, she was going off and it's like, okay, she, now she can do that too. I think right. this is, this is infinitely good for her. It's also introducing her to a younger crowd. Um, Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. she's the music she makes. I'm not saying it's not young, but I'm saying like, it's, it's a little bit more elevated. It's a little bit more sophisticated. It's definitely more sophisticated and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something like this and it's the right move to make. Cause if you can fill a room with, with people that are between the ages of like 21 and 25 Mm -hmm. and, you know, at, after you've been around for a really long time, then you know, your career is going to have some longevity. Yeah, I agree. I saw um, somebody ranking the sets I saw at the Elro Miami show and Blondish was one of like the highest ranked that they saw. And I thought the same thing. I was like, I think it's going to open her up to a whole different world. And I agree with you because I I haven't seen her live, but I just know her through gray area and being more on like the chiller kind of side, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you said that. Okay. This they're checked off on your list. So that's a good thing. I'm going to throw this out there. This is going to come from fucking left field guys. All right. But I really, I was like, Emma, look at other genres. <laughs> what else did you like? <laughs> Grizz was probably one of my favorite artists of the year. Just love him as a human being. His track with taboo bass music or bass music that they released, like the line in it, like, can you play some bass music? It was just like an earworm thing for me this year. <laughs> and I thought their collab was really fun. So I have them on the list. Um, I do have Fred again and Swedish House Mafia turn on the lights um, just for everything that that did in the dance music industry this year. I have Martin Horger and Bijou. I know. Love them both. Bijou was like my favorite artist, I think, in 2020. But I love both of them together. Um, That style of house music is one of my favorites. And this track is so fucking underrated. I feel like I never hear people talking about it, but it's such a good collab. Yes. So go stream that. Um, West End and Sid, let me take yes. you. That was a good one. Really, really love both of them. Seeing their name come together a couple times, like I feel like they never miss. Um, this was a big track for both of them. And then this artist had to come up for me at some point today. So I'm glad it's in here. The collab I couldn't pick. It was so hard. The high-low collaborations that came out this year were so oh, fucking fire. Yeah, they were. And I, he was so close to being one of my top artists because you all know how much I love Oliver Heldens, but Hilo is my favorite alias that he does. His, I picked his track with Eli Brown, Industria, because Eli Brown also is fucking fire, but also Wanna Go Bang with DJ Dion was incredible. I just am a big Hilo fan. I love what he does. The collaborations this year have been crazy, crazy good. He's collaborated with Will Clark in the past. Hearing Carl Cox drop a Hilo track at his arc set made me lose my mind. So I'm just a big fan. And I feel like his Hilo project gets him into different circles and sets than obviously his Heldens 
it was uh, music does. So yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. It was foretold several years ago at my last job. We worked with him um, as Oliver Heldens on like mm -hmm. a, a mix he put out for Apple Music. And he hinted back then, he was like, oh, the next stuff I'm putting out is getting back to the roots. I'm going to be putting out a lot of techno. And back yes. then it was, he was still very much Future House. So I didn't know exactly what to think of that. But this is one of the, my favorite, like, alter egos that, mm -hmm. that I've seen in a long time. Like he, he's just, he just crushes it so good. Thank you. I'm so glad you say that. Cause I think a lot of people, like, obviously he's big on his own and he's very big internationally, but I think either people don't know that it's him or they aren't aware of a Hilo yet. But when I see like, I'm just like, you guys need to go see even his own sets. Cause he's going to throw Hilo into his Oliver Heldon sets as well. And it makes it just like that much better. So he's, he's on a couple festival lineups. He's actually playing a back-to-back -back with test pilot at ultra, which is making me feel pain. <laughs> and then Oliver Heldens is playing a back-to-back -back with Tommy at ultra as well. So he's doing both of his aliases at ultra next year. So y'all are fucking lucky. Whoever gets to go see that. So I had Wait, to, you're, I not had to ultra? you're not Probably going to ultra. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. We did enough this year. Yeah. Right. Um. All right. We only have two category categories left. Thank you for hanging with me, Alex. Okay. This one's a fun category. This is your new favorites. Who Who okay. did you fall in love with this year? Hit us with um, it. Matt Sasari, um, French artist who kind of like rides the line between house and techno. Um. And like literally discovered him in the latter half of the year. And I was just like, he's been on repeat for me for like the last three months. Um, my next one is super basic, basic, but Mao P. Um, drugs yeah. from Amsterdam. Drugs from Amsterdam. Let's just be honest. It's the song of the year. Love um, it. mm -hmm. It's the song. Everybody, everybody knows the vocal. Everybody shouts it out as soon as it comes on. Mm -hmm. And I learned through, through work that he has a previous alias as Maurice West. As oh. as a big room as a big room artist, and That's he so decided during the pandemic he was starting to feel groovier music, and he wanted to start doing something different. And he he's reinvented himself. This guy went from playing at Tomorrowland and Ultra as a big room artist to redoing everything and doing this new thing. And I have the immense <laughs> amount of respect for that. That's um, so cool. My next one is Brux, um, mm. who is fantastic, and her music is is wild and all over the place and everything sounds so fresh and new and dirty and just yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my next one is Pascman, who Ooh, is, it's is like Spanish house. So good. Another one that's just like, like kind of like sampling a lot of really old music, like legitimately old music. Like we're talking mm -hmm. like sampling music from fifties, 50s Italian 50s Italian um movies mm -hmm. and putting it into into new context and I I love to hear that and I put Fred again on there because yeah. I I just this was he this was it. his this was his year <laughs> yeah. this was his year and like I, you know you'd allowed to love to see someone like that succeed he mm -hmm. probably had the one of the biggest boiler room sets ever yeah that's incredible <laughs> that, fantastic I love that list okay that's a good one so I had on here, my number one is Boris Breha. I hope of I pronounced that correctly. Of course because, it is. Because, you know what? It's again, one of these, like you want to slap yourself in the face and you're like, you've known about them and you've under, like you understand why they are where they are, but you, it's like out of your circle. And I was always like, um, 
I just didn't really dip my toes into it. And I have to thank my friend Cammy for it, for saying like, you have to see this set at Ultra. It's going to blow your fucking mind. It did. It blew my mind. And then I was consuming all of his YouTube sets and I just went down a rabbit hole, got to see him at ARC um, and EDC Las Vegas. And immediately was just like, yeah, I get it now. I get it now, guys. Late to the party here, but we're here now. So that's all that matters. (laughs) So that was a big one for me. Um, Dimension was a big one for me this year, for sure. Got to get some drum and bass in there. Finally got to see him live at EDC Orlando. And it was for the entire group, because a lot of people didn't know about him. Everyone was looking at each other like, what the fuck? Like, who is this? (laughs) And he was incredible. I loved the mix of genres that he played around with. um, And I'm glad that it's kind of like getting me a little bit more into drum and bass. So Dimension was a big one I fell in love with this year. Azeka is also one of my artists to watch, but she's going to fucking pop off next year. And she was so much fun to interview at ARC. Um, I loved the set she played at ARC. I loved the after party set, that like sexy house techno sound that she's doing. I think she's nailing it. Um, And then her track, The Other Side, is probably one of my most played tracks in the last few months. So Zeka, fire. Um, Blue Claire, absolutely love blue Claire. obviously there's a lot of tech house on for me yeah. here but blue claire is one of those like he's kind of in that circle with like matroda and a couple of other like tech house artists that are big right now but um he so was different for them but so different holy shit his ep his track peanut butter like fire he played one of the best sets of the edc orlando weekend like that stereo bloom was packed for him and it was like one of the earlier sets of the night like he's absolutely going to blow up next year 100 so couldn't get enough of him and then we've already talked about honey love honey love was in my my five so we're gonna shout her out but i'm gonna say my i will put my in there yes. who i found out through gray area but um also went on a journey with her and her music this year from i think what was the first one she opened for Chris Lake at the Brooklyn Mirage this summer. Uh, she played, it was the Wednesday of Miami Music Week. We went to Sam Devine's show and Mayan played a set there. That was fantastic. So yeah, she kind of just grew on me throughout the year and I've loved the tracks that she's put out. So I'm, I've got my eye on her for next year for sure. I opened for her in San Francisco um, in, in August and I am not a person who stays out super late mm-hmm. after I've DJed because I'm old and I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, I stayed until after two, 2 AM and in San Francisco, most things shut down at two, this place stayed up until four, but I, I watched like a good three hours of this, of her set. She's, wow. she's fantastic. And she doesn't she's speak much amazing. English, right? She I don't barely, think... she barely speaks English at all. Actually, so when crazy. I, when I interviewed her, it had to be via email. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. She's great. But those are my, my, artists that I fell in love with this year. Now our final category. Artists to watch. Who are the artists to watch in 2023? I don't even know how to go about this because I have literally 30 people on here. So I might have to hop around and just pick some people we didn't mention yet today. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm going to do. And I I try to throw in some people that are like really, really like on the rise and not a lot of people may have heard of them, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to start with Sosa. Um, Sosa is fantastic. So fantastic. I discovered Mm -hmm. him like halfway through the year and put his SoundCloud on just on listen through mm-hmm. like for the entire day and then listen to his entire Spotify. And I was like, what, how, how did I miss this for this song? Yep. But he's about to, he's about to break through Martin Horger. 
again, like Martin Horger has been around for, for well over a decade, y'all. This is not a new artist. He's mm-hmm. making breaks before this, but he's about to break through. And I can't tell you what I know, but there's some massive things coming for him in 2023. Shit. Uh, Discal. Discal, if you heard John Summit's um, mm-hmm. EDC Orlando set, the the um, the drum and bass track he played, that was a disco remix. Mm, and okay. he's he's not a drum and bass artist. He's a house artist, but he's fantastic. He's about to break through. He also won the EDC Discovery Project uh, for EDC mm. Vegas this year. Um, Joshua, um, because Joshua's fantastic. Coco mm-hmm. and Breezy are are fantastic. Yep. Um, All Talk is another like tech young tech house artist who's about to break through. And then I'm going to go through my last four really fast. No, Lily, pa- Lily Palmer, massive, massive, like great techno. Floor Shore, fantastic. Elro, Elro resident and is putting out some fantastic music. Aaron Jackson, who is an artist who was breaking big about a few years ago, took a break from music completely, disappeared and came back this year and is about to completely slaughter the, slaughter the scene. And my last one is Babyweight. Because yes. mm-hmm. we love us some baby weight. Not only is she a fantastic person and bubbly and absolutely hilarious, but her music is fantastic. Baby weight's gonna be one. And baby weight just dropped a remix of Sinner, which is fantastic. I almost yes. put that on my list here. Yes. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Because I love so the original, good. but she did a really amazing remix of it as well. Okay, those are fantastic. I'm gonna skip because there are a bunch of people that we've already talked about today. Okay. My number one, I have to go with Dis Freak because. Yes. You all know them. This is the thing. I feel like you're they're not going to recognize the name unless like, you know, but their track All My Friends was very big last year. And that was like in a lot of artists were dropping that like, oh, my friends still listen to techno. Yes, mm-hmm. they're so, so good. fucking good. They put out more of those tracks this year that are like earworms. Most recently, the psychedelic girls. Again, this is like if you're in that crowd of like the Dom Doll and John, John Summit, they've been playing these tracks and their sets as well. So again, you've heard them, but I think like their name is going to be really, really recognizable next year. So Disc Freak is one of them. I had Baby Weight as well. So shout out Baby Weight. Um, I have Kaylina Zanders on here because she's a fantastic human being. She's so good. Love, love to her. see her succeed, but yes. I'm just so excited to see her on more lineups. Um, she's an incredible vocalist, but she's also DJing now as well. And I think we're just going to keep seeing like her continue to rise and rise and rise so anything to say about Kaylee I know you like her as well let's give her let's give a shout out to vocalists we actually Mm -hmm. at Festival Insider we did a really wonderful article about the unsung heroes of dance music which is vocalists who oftentimes are the ones who elevate the tracks to being what they are um and Mm -hmm. she was she was we interviewed her for that and we also interviewed um we we know we interviewed a bunch of other vocalists but we have to like talk about that she has made so many tunes what they are like mm-hmm. going as far back as uh chris lake and matroda's california um her her voice just insane envelops a room yeah. like she's she's like like <clears throat> a div- like diva voice mm-hmm. and one of the most humble pre- people you'll ever meet i love her yep gotta gotta shout her out then i'm gonna say i'm gonna say iso xo because i mentioned him in the beginning um again i wanted to throw people on here too. Cause even if I'm not as much in the bass music scene, like I've seen his name thrown around a lot. And my friends who are very into like dubstep, heavy bass music in general, I've seen them get very excited when his name is on a lineup. So that just triggers in my brain. Like, okay, this guy is like somebody to like really He's pay attention to. Yeah. Is. And so it's exciting to see them get excited about him. And another one that's kind of in that vein, um, 
So I have Lizzie Jane on here. I think she's absolutely incredible. She has she her own podcast as well, which is awesome to see. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to just see her continue to like grow as an artist, grow as a person. Now with the content she's doing, I think it's very refreshing. So I'm excited to see Lizzie Jane continue to do what she's doing. And then Camino. Have you listened to Camino at all? No. You would love Camino. Okay. So he's also in the tech house scene and his track Disco Tech was one of my favorites of the year, but he's had releases on like Noizu's label and a couple others. I feel like Camino is going to be another one of the tech house acts that stands out. So um, he, I think he played an art car at one of the EDCs. I didn't get to see him, but Camino, add him to your list. Really like him. Added. And then I'm going to throw out Unique. Yes. Unique is throwing Jersey Club out. She's oh. like a singer and a rapper and DJ, and we got to give it up to the Jersey power. So Unique I was is a say, big one. The, finally, the Jersey girl comes out in you. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was in there. She's she's a fucking badass. And I really, she I think really she is. has such a fresh take and- other than like 4B, um, I no, don't know too many people doing like the Jersey Club sound. So there's, and what I love about what I love about this is that for a lot of dance music fans, Jersey Club is being attributed to a lot of is has got become attributed to a lot of white artists mm-hmm. because they're they've toyed with it and that's their only reference point for it. But Jersey Club is a very black genre. Mm-hmm. And for her to come out, especially she's been doing this for forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like one of like she's part of the part of the founding of the genre so to see her come out and like break out and she's she's just owning this shit love to see her succeed all right i'm gonna do rapid fire now i'm not gonna say too much but obviously ray volpe already on the come up popped off this year it's gonna be even more next year i would say cinemata is another bass artist that a lot of people are getting really excited about tsunami is a name that i'm seeing i love very frequently Yeah, yeah i'm excited to see what she does and then I would say my last two, I'm going to throw out Indira Paganato for all of the yes. techno fans. Absolute fucking fire. Do not sleep on Indira. And then I would say Rossi. Rossi came onto my radar oh. literally within the last yes. month. Same. And now she's the type of person that I'm like seeing her name everywhere. And I'm like, cool, I've been living under a rock. But <laughs> Rossi's fantastic. She's on the Forest lineup. But I think she also just played Ember Shores. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, you just exist and you don't know these artists are going on and then you see their name once and then you're like, boom, 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 boom. They've been in front of my face this entire time and I just haven't been paying attention. So I'm not mad at when that happens, though, because that just <laughs> means know. there's so much good music out there that true. there's always something brand new to discover. Very true. We got gave you guys plenty of music to just an hour and a half <laughs> of music. to This was so good. Thank you so much for for doing the homework and contributing. It was fun to do this because I don't I I sometimes get to the end of the year and don't even look back on the music. It's just like another year. But it was nice to take a a trip back down Mm -hmm. the music memory lane and remember all of this, this fantastic music and these fantastic artists. And yeah, can't wait to see what everybody does next year. I'm excited. I think I mean, obviously, house music was at the forefront of a lot of things. And we're not just saying that. Right. It was. But it did. (laughs) It had a really big moment. But it's cool on our list to see such like a wide range of genres and subgenres, a lot of Latin house. I think yes. we're gonna see way more of that next year for sure. Which I'm I'm loving it. I'm mm-hmm. loving it. Definitely about that life and some really cool live acts, but it's it's awesome to see these artists, like you said, who have been grinding for many, many, many years, um, have their moments that just like catapulted them this year. So I'm really excited to see more of that. And it's usually like very deserving people. So I like following their stories online. Like Ray Volpe posted an awesome video 
of EDC Orlando when he got a call that they were going to allow him to have pyro in his set. And he was like, I've never had pyro in a set before. Like, it's just cool to see (laughs) someone like go from like grinding to like being able to, to play these big stages. So yeah. I love it. Yay. Good year. And more things coming from you. Please continue to share your music our way so we can share it with the rave culture cast community. I'll never stop. And thank you so oh, much yeah. for having me on. I of course. not, not just cause I, I love getting to talk to you. Um, but this was just so much fun. Thank you. I, no, it, we could, we could be here forever. It's, and I love your, could. we're like, it's, I don't even remember when we first spoke, but it's nice that it's like the end of the year. You've got the perfect like holiday background <laughs> set up too. I love it. But yeah, I'm excited. This is the first episode of the year. You guys happy new year. Happy 2023. We fucking made it. Yay. we survived <laughs> oh alex plug everywhere where people can find you um twitter i'm underscore alex amaro that's a-l-e-x-a-m-a-r-o on instagram i'm alex underscore amaro underscore music and on soundcloud i'm alex amaro music and you can find me on spotify as alex amaro hell yeah those, are those all the places I, yeah I'm, and go I'm check on... out all his work on gray area yeah yes please everything. check me out on gray area actually a lot of the artists that we mentioned today there's some fantastic interviews mm-hmm. with the, with a lot of them there's brooks mal p um passman lily palmer a lot of these artists that yeah. we mentioned today we've interviewed and we you if you want to find out more about them and you want to hear how they got to where they are today mm-hmm. we're the source for that we are telling everybody's story Thank you. No, th- I, that was one of my favorite parts today too, is actually hearing people's stories and how they got to where they are is super interesting. And it may, I don't know, it makes it more relatable and it makes me like them even more knowing their background as well. So yeah, ev- everything will be listed down below all the links and stuff, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Thank Bye you. Guys. Bye.